coffee and theology midway through we forgot to push the record button it is january 19th wednesday coffee and theology we have a good group on we're talking about the ways that god speaks to us how the spirit can break in and so i began to listen to this recording of a long long time ago years eight years ago and Maybe less, I don't know. And it was the key that my spirit needed to unlock me to remember something that I once knew really well. Just like that title of Yay that I thought I would never forget. The Spirit took this memory and unlocked a neural network in this brain that I thought had died. Something I'd not thought of in so long. And it lit up. Lit up for me. And it was a happy lighting. This was not, this is not a traumatic memory for me. This is a home for me. A good home. <laughs> home that we sometimes have to create for ourselves. I begin to cry and laugh at the same time, you know, like Pastor Bond does. The cry laugh that comes from so many of my ancestors and my heritage. The spirit began to move through me and fill me and I began to yield to that and I thought this came I thought for a moment this is not mine or this did not uh, where did this come from I'm always thinking legacy where did this where did this come from but I saw for the first time that this was mine that started with me. This didn't come from grandma. Grandma didn't know God like that. You've heard me talk about grandma a lot, many of you. Grandma didn't know God like that. Grandma lived most of her life afraid of God. Grandma lived most of her life um, worried that she wasn't being good enough or holy enough. Holiness was her word. Holy. Sin. She was worried that if she went roller skating, that she was sinning. She worried that if she went to the movies, that she would be sinning and grieving the Holy Spirit. So Grandma lived much of her life in fear, even though she passed down her gift of song to me and her gift of music and, and singing and ministering to the Lord and worshiping. Yes, she did that. But she also passed down a great deal of fear to me from the very beginning. And if we're not nostalgic, but instead in reality and truth, looking at how our heritage has been passed down, we can see where we emerge. If we're good and healthy at differentiating, we can see where we begin to emerge and begin to create our own story. And this laughter, crying, breaking open of the spirit, breaking open of the heart, was so refreshing to me because it's been a really long time. Has there been 
something for you that you used to know. <laughs> like you really knew it. Can you think of that? You knew it in a good way. You knew it in a way that it supported your daily decisions. It supported your outlook on life. You kind of, maybe Kelly can, can, can uh, witness to this and maybe Bob and Amber, probably Christine, probably everybody actually, Meredith, Meredith, Teresa, everybody can get in on this, Pamela too, I'm sure, where you just felt a hope about the future. Like you felt like if God is with me, God loves me and I love God, we're good. Like This is going to be okay. Like our future, like you're kind of Proverbs 31 on me. You know, you kind of laugh and smile at the future kind of a thing. And you're sort of like, oh, yeah. She looks toward the future because she's confidently expecting and hopeful in the Lord. Of course, God is going to take care of everything I will not fear for the Lord is with me I will not be anxious for anything but I will always be praying and God will show the way and the thought occurred to me you know all of that was pre-pandemic we had no some of those were real close to when the pandemic hit and there was this vigor like a zeal an energy And I touched it. I touched that energy. Come on, everybody. Everybody that's dragging yourselves through. Come on. But this post-pandemic slog, sludge, mud that we're moving through. There was an energy we once knew. Like we felt, uh, yeah. <laughs> we felt, uh, Heidi, Heidi un, un, puts herself on. It's like, yeah, we used to actually have. Yeah energy like ambition we wanted like, to get out into the world yeah <laughs> wanted to dance wanted to move wanted to be part of what was happening yeah i touched that mm -hmm. this morning i touched it i touched it yeah i touched that place in me do you know what occurred to me two things i bought this new half and half for my coffee it's called Supernatural. It comes from an Amish farm. And it's sold at Whole Foods. It costs $10,000 for the <laughs> half and half. Okay, for a little tiny thing. Right, I'm exaggerating. But it's a big deal. These people obviously cuddle their cows. Okay, they cuddle them. They love them. They pray for them. The cows love to give their milk. Happy it's cows. It's called Supernatural. But it says to shake it up before you go. So I'm trying to shake it up, but it's not moving. And I'm like, what's going on? So the little label on the top says, this has a cream top. Well, if you've ever opened anything with a cream top, you got to puncture that thing because you can't actually get any movement with it. You can't pour it out or it'll go pour just a little bit and then gush out. Hmm. So I'm in this moment. Come on, spiritual people. I'm in this moment with God. And... There's a little bit left in the regular half and half. And then there's the supernatural half and half that's hey. on the level back on the back shelf. Yeah. And I had already poured the little bit of the horizon half and half in. And I was like, oh, no. 
okay, I'll pour it back in. I want the supernatural half and half. Let's get on with this. Let's just get in the demonstration that the spirit is trying to teach the pastor today. <laughs> and so I got that half and half out. I had to puncture it. Then I had to pour a little bit out and then I could shake it. And he said, that's what we're doing. We're shaking you up mm. on the inside. Hey. We're shaking you up on the inside. Go ahead, Kelly. Actually, when you were talking about that, I was just thinking, you know, I think this was like in the early 2000s, like when my kids were baby babies. Um, we were living in Memphis, Tennessee, and I had found somebody that sold unpasteurized milk, you know, which was like <laughs> on the down low. But right. This, that milk tasted like childhood. It was so stinking good. <laughs> yes. It, yes. It made me think about, you know, our faith should be, and Bob, I hope this makes you smile because you've taught me this. Our faith should be unpasteurized. It should be unaltered by um, culture and um and legalism and fundamentalism, it should be unpasteurized. That's how it should be. You know, and I don't remember when this was, Bob, but when you read your lyrical translation of Genesis 1 and 2 and talked about the colors in the rivers, it was almost like that experience of seeing what heaven might really, 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 really look like that we can't even fathom. But that, to me, that's what you just said and when you were talking like my memory is also of my grandmother um my my mama everybody in louisiana calls their granny mama and um, my mama was this cajun she was half homa indian and half pure cajun and um she was a big lady big tall lady and um she would take us um every week or she would take me and we'd walk to this snowball stand and and if you've never had a true Louisiana snowball, you have not tasted heaven. Um, it, a snow cone is nothing. But anyway, so we would get these sweet, delicious with this soft ice that, that feels like snow, basically, with all this yummy stuff on it. And every time we would get one, and we would go all the time to this same snowball stand that had been around since the early 1900s. And she would say, taste and see that the Lord is good. That was her phrase for everything. And she was a cook, you know, so taste and see that the Lord is good. And um, when she died, I took Kenny was my only child at the time when she died. He was three. And I took him to that same snowball stand. Oh, see, that'll mm. make me cry because mm. I wanted him to taste and see that the Lord is good. But that's, you know, when we talk about unpasteurized and how good that unpasteurized milk tasted, because it tasted like childhood and it tasted like something natural and beautiful. That's how our spiritual life should be. But it doesn't mean we're frustrated at times. Like I'm really frustrated being on the front lines of the pandemic and I have a right to be. I'm tired, but I can still taste and see that the Lord is good because my faith is now unpasteurized. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes, it does. Okay, I feel like and that, 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 unpasteurized faith has to be shaken up yeah to be stirred up it doesn't just stay to get solid together 
mm-hmm. after not touching it for a long time. Stuff that isn't on the top of it. I love that's that. On the top, as a cream top. And as we sat there and I got my good cream and the Lord is ministering to me on so many levels. You know how the spirit speaks and it's like a thousand words in just a glimpse, in just a moment. And I started to mourn a little bit, and you can really relate to this, I'm sure. You mourn a little bit about what was, what was, the things that were. We can all feel that way about childhood, so on, everything. Or maybe, you know, I know who I'm talking to, so I know sometimes some of you are glad you're out of your childhood. But (laughs) there are things that we mourn. And I began to should all over myself. I begin to say, oh, what happened to me? What, where, where did I go? What, where's my excitement? Where is my zeal? Where did I leave that? Where is that? And, you know, in just a moment, that sweet comforter, you know, when you start to should about where you are versus where you think compared to where you think you ought to be, you can be really sure that that's not the voice of the Holy Spirit. That is the voice of the accuser, the accuser of the human, the one that always tells you you're not where you should be. You have never been good enough. You will never get where you think you want to be. You will never get where God wants you to be. You can be sure that those kinds of voices are the voice of the accuser. And right as soon as that began to come in to me and say, well, what happened? But I just I just started to question what ha- what happened to that? Like, I wasn't even really that down on myself, just a little bit. Just what happened? And as I said that, the Holy Spirit said, I feel like nothing's changed with you. He said, I feel like you've just taken an inhale, like like you were talking to me and you just took a breath. And there was five years. He said, I don't see any of that. It was just like, I, I, it was like, Lord, I love you so much. Oh, you're so good and your mercy endures forever. That was all this last five years has been was just a inhale to get my next thought. It's what he described it to me as was like, I don't see the failures or the lack or the, man, I just get even more excited thinking about that, Heidi. It just, there's no time. The Lord, the Lord is a redeemer of time. Like the Lord is a a redeemer. Like what the, remember the old, what the locusts have eaten What the, you know, this kind of an imagery about what has been stolen from us or what we think we have procrastinated on. Mm -hmm. Or we believe we ought to be according to the American dream. Okay. I'm 54. I ought to be right here. Okay. I'm 60. I ought to be right here. Okay. I'm 42. I got to be here. 36. All right. I'm going to. Supposed to be marching on. Go ahead, Heidi. Go ahead, Amber. Go ahead, Amber. Uh, I don't have anything really profound to share. I'm just sitting here listening and nodding, and my spirit is in agreement. And I'm thinking about all the times that are like what you're talking about in my life. And it's never a big, shiny, 
like ball of fire kind of moment. It's all the little tiny things that add up over my life that have planted me firmly in my faith. Like you all have heard me talk before about meeting Jesus under my covers when I was a kid with my flashlight and my Bible. That's one of those moments. Um, having cancer and hearing God say, you know, you're not, you're not going to die. You're going to live. And then I want you to go and proclaim what I'm, what I've done. Um, that was a moment um, throughout the pandemic, things like, um, you know, everybody's sick around me and I'm praying. And this happened to me last week. Um, if I ever drive by the church, I almost always pull over and pray for all of you in the parking lot. And the other day I did it and the sun was setting and I just had a moment by myself with God praying for all of you at the church. It's one of those pink, orange, yellow, bright, beautiful sunsets. And I just wept and prayed and felt like, you know, the Holy Spirit was just holding me in that moment and letting me know, like, okay, I'm, I'm still here. I'm with you. You're not alone. The world feels chaotic right now, but I'm still the same. I'm still the great I am. I'm still the one who doesn't change is the shifting shadows. And I just sat in it and felt held for a few minutes, got back in my car, you know, went on about my day, but that stuck with me. That one moment carried me throughout the rest of the week. And um, it's all those little moments where I'll turn to a, a certain verse in my Bible and all of a sudden I have a smell and a memory and I can sense the room I was in when I, heard it and what the spirit said to me about that particular verse and the people who were there and their faces and the kids running around. And, um, I can just be transported. Like the Holy spirit is a time machine in the best of ways. Yeah. Yeah. I love that the Holy spirit is a time machine in the best of ways. Yeah. Past and future, I feel like yeah. That's cool. <clears throat> having hope for the future, the, the spirit takes me there. Like, it's not me. I can't go, oh, it's going to be so good. Oh, yeah, I have hope because it's going to be so good. And this is what I know is going to be. That's the Holy Spirit. Like, trust me. Trust me for the not yet. And gives me just a glimpse of it. Just enough of a glimpse so that I know I can keep going. Because if I didn't have that hope, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go there. Yeah. You know what else I just thought about too? I love how the Holy Spirit energizes and fills us in the ways that God has gifted us. Like Amber, you talk about your moments being small moments that build up over time. And usually when you're alone and like for me, because I'm completely energized by people and, and noise and activity my moments have to do with people and noise and energy and activity. That's where I get spoken to the most loudly. It's usually through other people. I never thought about it that way. Anyway, sorry, Heidi, I interrupted you. No, you didn't interrupt me at all. I, I was thinking when you were talking, Amber, about those little moments of the future, I was thinking about on Sunday when Bonnie was talking about rounding a corner <clears throat> And in the, in the moment of you saying we're, we're all rounding a corner, I saw myself in like several different ways. Like I saw myself 
um, fast forward around the corner, like I'm zooming around the corner because I'm so ready to be there. But then I saw myself just sort of peeking around the corner, like, am I sure I want to do this? And then you feel that nudge from the Holy Spirit that says, it's really going to be okay. And when you said, it's okay if you can't see clearly what's in front of you, it's that trust and know that I'm with you. It's that trust in and lean on the Lord and not your own understanding or your own perceiving or your own, um, what you think it might be. And just really relax into the knowing that the spirit is with you. And for me, sometimes it's, sometimes it is big, shiny, oh my gosh, moments. And sometimes it's little moments this morning. It was a, this morning for me, it was like a big ball of fire in my belly. Um, and then tears to follow just because I'm remembering a time when I felt so free to worship and dance and be and uh, experience and allow myself to be curious about God. And for whatever reason, haven't felt all of that as much in the last couple of years. But anyway, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. What I appreciate about you is you, um, I used to have this phrase, remember MySpace, when we would all blog on MySpace. <laughs> I had such a big blog on MySpace that I actually printed it off and spiral bound it, and it's on my bookshelf. We'd have to get that out one of these days and take a look. That's but funny. One of the blogs that I had on MySpace, I think that's what they called them, wasn't it? A little entry of some sort. I think it was a blogging thing. It was um, uh, Be Lit quick be the kind of person that can be impressed by a thing and go with it and i appreciate that about you heidi is i sent those recordings over to heidi and she was just on fire like that i mean it, i don't know what your morning had been like but i sent her three minutes of a clip from five thousand years ago and heidi's like ah, i'm in you know it I'm doesn't out of my chair <laughs> we, we say so many times you can take a thousand steps away from god and it's only one step back. You never have to journey the walk of a thousand miles back to God. It's one thought, one memory, one, one reminder. Amber, go ahead. I was just nodding in agreement. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so I would remind you, said Paul, to the young pastor, Timothy, in 2 Timothy 1, 6-7. Therefore, I remind you, young man, to stir up the gift of God which is in you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That about covers all of our maladies. <laughs> We're afraid, we are panicked, anxious, we're weak. But let the weak say, I am strong. And let the weak grieve what they've lost. Let them be emotionally competent. Let them be people of emotional granularity, as Brene Brown's new book is saying to all of us. Let us have an emotional language and a vocabulary to speak about what's happening on the inside. We're not perpetuating a faith that denies the reality of the human condition. We're not perpetuating a faith that 
um, moves too quickly from the feelings of sorrow, but we are the one who is associated with that man who was acquainted with sorrows, <laughs> a man acquainted with grief and walked in sorrow and knew how we felt and how we weep and how we mourn and grieve. And all of that is so real and necessary. Do not think for a moment that I am suggesting that you should deny what's happening in your reality or your body. But we have this greater one on the inside that if we will listen and, and hear the situation that I could have passed up that opportunity to have the spirit break open my heart and remind me of those former things because I could have just rushed out of uh, the space feeling so energetic and moved right past my opportunity. This was not something that God uh, poured on me um, without my request. This was not something that God just arrested me with without my yielding. There had to be, remember like in Acts 10, there had to be that place where Peter went up on the rooftop and put himself in the position to pray. And, and that beautiful new definition that we're talking about of prayer, of that, that speaking and thinking toward well-being and goodness, that thinking and speaking, that letting, I used to call my prayer chair my listening chair. Mm-hmm. Because in there were some times in my early 30s that I would just go, and in my late mid-30s even, and go and just sit in that chair and listen more than I would pray. Because I know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't need to wax, you know, carry on so much. But when we get in the presence of the Lord, sometimes we can just be still and breathe and be still and know, yeah. be still and listen. Yeah. Thank so you let for that be for you. Yeah. I was just going to say thank you for not rushing out of that moment because um you what you shared with me lit me and then maybe now I'll have something to share with someone today that will light them. And like that's how I imagine what we do for each other when we're encouraging one another and we're fanning the flame within one another as we're sharing our experiences and our moments in spirit. And um, it might not be the same feeling, but it still is something that sort of lights you up and you go, oh, yeah, okay, I, I have that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that from, from you and I'm, and I'm going to hold it and cultivate it and do what I need to do with it. And then maybe I'm going to pass it on to another person. Yes, yes, yes. That's the way I'll get to you, Pam, in just a second. That's the, I see your hand and I'll get to you in just a second. I was, this is how we stir up the gift and how we stay filled with the spirit how Paul, again, in that fifth chapter of the book, the letter to the book to the Ephesians, he says, be being filled with the spirit. And this is how you do it. Here's one way to do it. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's one way to keep the cup full, to keep the heart full and then share that with your friends walking in the light walking in the light of god singing and making melody in your heart to the lord um and there's another way to do that um praying in the spirit 
praying in the spirit, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit as the spirit is prompting you to pray. And for some, for some, even having that prayer language, that prayer language in, in the Holy Spirit, where you get to hallelujah, bypass your brain. Thank God. Anything I can do to bypass my brain these days, I'm in. <laughs> I want to go on by it and just be led by my heart. Um, yes. So Norma, I see that you're on and I don't know if you close to a mute button, but I was just wondering if you had a song on your heart this morning. I was just curious, and you could tell You're me. You're going to ask me to sing? <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while, and that's what you ask? I know. I just want to go deep real fast, like just like oh, that. Oh, I don't think I can get that lit up like Heidi does. I'm a little more like a, a diesel, you know. It takes me a while. A diesel? Um, <laughs> Hey, Let's Norma, see. remember when you told me you wanted to do things differently and shake it up? Oh, Here's your chance. <laughs> That's awesome, Amber. Oh, Good job. Good job. Boy. Okay, well, let's see. Okay. Um, actually, I've been singing this song. Um, hold on. i got to get out of here. I'll be right back. <laughs> Norma's uh, going to follow the spirit. Oh, boy, we're going to follow something. Um, <laughs> it is called, it's by Gary Oliver. Um, he used to be over there in Higher Dimensions. Okay. And the, you, know, you, you know how long I've been here if I mentioned Higher Dimensions. You're a good uh, company. We all know what you're talking about. So it goes, I was driving to work in... Uh, when driving to work so that I don't have road rage and cuss people out, so I sing. And yes, sometimes I'm, I misbehave, Pastor Bonnie. I'm not even going to lie about that. So he sings this song that's called, Welcome into this place. Welcome into this broken vessel. You decide to abide. In the presence of your people, so I lift my hands and I lift my heart as I praise unto your name. That's the best I can do. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that one. Good old Gary Oliver. Yes, they really got. Into this place, you desire to abide in the presence of your people. So I lift my and I lift my heart as we offer up this praise to your name. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, I forgot about that one, Norma. And you forgot to sway, Pastor Bonnie, because you got to sway when you sing that. You got to sway. Oh, yeah. That's Everybody's got to sway together. I think yep. Bob was probably in that choir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. Bob was in that very choir. Woo. That's beautiful. Thank you, Norma, for being so uh, lit quick. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for stepping out of wherever you were. And, and doing that, that was fantastic. Dynamite, thank you so much. Amber, do you know that one? 
No. Oh yeah, that that was find the sheet music to that one. That's a good one. <laughs> I think you're gonna traumatize Amber if you make her go back and listen to that on YouTube or something. Listen to Gary Oliver do it. It'd be like going back and listening to Point of Grace or something. I don't know. It, it's along the same lines. <laughs> I won't listen to the original then. You can just sing it for me well, now. Gary Oliver is pretty cool, actually. He, is pretty he cool. will. I mean, I think it'll be good. Yes, yes, yes. So welcome in this place. Pamela, do you still have something you wanted to say? Go ahead. Actually, I wanted to ask a couple questions. When you talk about spirit language, sorry, I'm not awake yet. My voice takes a while to wake up. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, we're hearing you just okay. fine. Yep. If my thing came up on there. Um, uh, spirit language, are you talking about speaking in tongues? Um, well, I'm too woke to just give it to one to one uh, modality, but I would say speaking by the spirit, either in a known tongue, an unknown tongue, the tongue of an angel or the tongue of a human. So I'm willing to say that it is a prompting of the spirit to to open your mouth and speak by the spirit in known or unknown tongues. But yeah, we, we just sing that that song. In my uh, church, my birth church, uh, to invite the Holy Spirit in, and it was amazing. It works. It <laughs> yeah. was just, I, I'm from a huge, huge church, and it was really cool. Anyway, yeah. um, it sounded like angels singing. Yeah. Um, and then can you tell me um, the Timothy verse again? Yeah, it's probably Second Timothy 1, 6 through 7. Second six. Timothy, second book of Timothy. Okay, six. So I got Second Timothy, but that was all my brain would. would first chapter, on. first chapter. Yeah, Timothy verses one, six, six through seven. seven. Yep. And the Ephesian letter you were talking about. Where is that? Ephesians uh, chapter mm -hmm. five, probably around verse uh, eighteen and nineteen. I'm not looking at it, but just from memory, I think that's where it is. Thank you. That's all. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks for being here today. Heidi, if you can mute her again, unless Pamela, unless you can mute yourself. So yes, yes, yes. I'm walking in the light of God and in God's light, we see light. Bob, anything as we are kind of circling the, the, the plane here for a landing, we've been talking about putting yourself in position to be spoken to by the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to stir you up. And remind you of things that you had once known so well that you thought you'd never, ever, ever forget that you haven't thought of in years. And then recognizing that our failures are but an in-breath. The procrastinations that we believe are keeping us from our ultimate destiny in God's eyes. It's just you going. And so, as I was saying, <laughs> and so, and that and so might be 10 years might be 20 years, but with God, the timeless one of all time machines can take us from the past past to the present and accelerate our destiny, even as we think and even as we speak in our present. Meredith, anything you want to say? Anything else? Anybody need to chime in? I don't have anything um, on this topic today. I'm just here just kind of absorbing the peace and love today. 
I hear that. And I saw that, that you spoke well because I saw you as a sponge today, just being in the atmosphere, just getting some spirit. And so I would um, encourage each one of us to put yourself in a position for just you and your Holy Spirit, you and your very peculiar, unique way that you connect with God. Let God minister God's peace to you today. Let God minister God's shaking up ability of your supernatural half and half. Let <laughs> yourself be unpasteurized in your faith. Let yourself be in the spirit, filling yourself with songs and hymns and spiritual songs. And let it be that you are the one that is redeemed, the one that is the righteous, and you are the one saying so. Did you say so? And as you say, even though you are weak, say, I am weak, but he is strong. Mm -hmm. Kelly, let that be in the corridors of St. Francis today. Mm -hmm. I am weak. I am tired. I am fatigued. I am burned out. But in Christ is my sufficiency, and by grace I am strong. Yeah. I choose by grace to step into that place where I do my work from a place of faith. Yeah, you know what? Scripture has been like flying through my head since... I don't know, for about 45 minutes now. Um, better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. Oh, yeah. When we talk about the Holy Spirit really being our time machine, basically. Better is one day in your courts. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That was spoken on Sunday by someone on Zoom. Better is one day in your courts than thousand <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, someone spoke that out. And better is one day of favor than a thousand days of labor. Yeah. Better is one day of favor. One yeah. moment sparked by the Holy Spirit can lift your mood for hours. But don't be deceived. You're just like a little terracotta pot. You leak. So you've got to constantly be being filled. And don't mm -hmm. think there's anything wrong with you for that. You got to constantly come to the river, come to the yeah. table, come to the come to him. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my Burden is light. Okay. Be yeah. not afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, this has been a blessing to be with you guys today, stirring ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the spirit. Hallelujah. Can this, can this uh, <laughs> LGBTQ plus IA queer gender fluid uh, cisgender, female, white, Native American, Cherokee, married to a same-sex, omnisexual pastor, say pray in the spirit and, and live in faith. Yes. I say yes to that. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead and close off the recording. Heidi, thank you.